Hey, 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 you guys. Thank you all so much for being back once again on Black Canvas. We're in season nine and we have another amazing guest here on the show. And if you guys have not heard of him before, this would be an amazing introduction. His name is El Hashem. He was born in Kuwait to Lebanese parents. He has lived in Toronto, Canada as of now, influenced by his aunts who are considered in the Middle East as an iconic trailblazing superstar of women in music in the golden era. El Hashem has to sing since he was a child. A successful career in the LGBTQ plus A media and community leadership dominated his time. And it was not until recently that El Hashem took the leap to pursue one of his life passions, which is singing. The journey started in early 2021 with a number of cover songs, both in English and Arabic languages that were received very warmly and resulted in more than 150,000 streams on Spotify. A music video of one of the songs covered played a number of video and a film festival in Europe and NYC and won a number of awards featuring the unique love story of two Arabic guys in love on a music video. Since then, he wrote, recorded, and released two singles and an EP. Upcoming plans include a full album in 2023 that El Hashem best describes as a personal and collective celebration of life, good vibes, inspiration, and feeling good that will serve to empower the listeners on a struggling day. The album will again mix a Western and Middle Eastern vibes that El Hashem loves to connect together. El Hashem's popularity is growing steadily around the world. From close to home in Toronto and North America to the Middle East, Indonesia, the Philippines, Uganda, Nigeria, South Africa, and more. Fans are coming to his social media from all over to enjoy his original songs, his fun videos covering popular songs that he does to entertain his friends, and his sharing of his love of food, dogs, and life. His friendly down-to-earth real vibe and happy smile seemed to be reason for his growing popularity. When he started, El Hashem was concerned about a number of barriers to break as a Lebanese-Canadian gay artist who is starting on the journey of writing and recording songs after a successful career in media publishing and as a talk show host. To be welcomed and enjoyed by listeners from different cultures and in spite of the, the distances, is an exciting and unexpected step in his song journey. His recent 2022 holiday season videos, which were singing much love Christmas songs, seem to be spreading seasonal joy to listeners and getting a ton of love. That is how El Hashem sees songs and his role as an artist to bring people together, to bridge cultures, to create a moment of joy or a powerful emotion. And we're so grateful to have Oh, Hashem here on the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Wow, you did your homework. That's quite an introduction. Thank you. <laughs> but I think it's amazing. I love to hear those kind of things when people are doing not only great things in their career, but that you're helping inspire so many young people that are going to look up to you. Thank you. That's very sweet. I'm actually me in the middle of a rehearsal. I have a concert coming up next Saturday in Toronto. So I... Uh, I've been really working hard on uh, 16 song set, three different sets and all that. So 
getting ready for that. I'm very excited about it. Awesome. Excited. Yeah. I can't wait to hear about it. You can tell me for sure after the concert. Certainly. <laughs> <laughs> so El Hashem, I have some questions for you if you're ready. Please go ahead. All right. So the first title of the first question is Come Party in My House. So tell me about your latest single and what has been the reception you received from your fans? Okay. Come Party in My House actually is an EP. Uh, on it, there's three, three tracks. Uh, one, one called A Party in My House. One called Run Away With You. Uh, one is called Keeps Me Home, My Cowboy. And we recently followed up that release, which was late in 2022. We followed up with a dance mix uh, uh, for A Party in My House that seems to be getting some loving. And we just uh, uh, dropped uh, about a week and a half ago an animation music video of the same song that people are having such a fun time watching and laughing and commenting on. Uh, so, yeah, um, the the reception has been pretty, pretty awesome, actually. Uh, they're, uh, they're very unique um, songs in, this, in the sense that it, each of them is a different genre. Uh, a party in my house is house mix is a very crazy song about uh, a house party where I'm inviting just a few friends over for uh, a little wine and some music and board games. And then the party goes uh, crazy and people start getting intoxicated and people are making out in different rooms of my house. <laughs> and I'm running around trying to make sure that the baby next door does not wake up. So you'll only understand it if you hear it, because I don't even know how I wrote that song. <laughs> uh, and then run away with you about uh, the times when we see somebody across a dance floor in or in a crowded room or whatever, and we fall in love head over heels really fast. And keeps me home, my cowboy uh, is a country song. Uh, sorry, run away with you is more pop, uh, and keeps me keeps me home is a country song. About my life, basically, uh, how I uh, came to North America and fell in love with the with with uh, with the culture here, and eventually settled down to uh, <clears throat> a quieter life after um, a, uh, a bit of clubbing and and having fun when you're in your twenties, and then settled down with Cowboy is the name of uh, the name of the song keeps me home, my cowboy. And my cowboy plays on two different levels. I I like cowboys and cowboy movies and stuff like that, but also my dog's name is Cowboy. So basically, how I settled down to you know a quiet life with my dog kind of thing. I love. So that. that's the story of the of the AP. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember you telling me about your dog. So that's really amazing. I love that. <laughs> yeah, cowboy cowboy is awesome. I love cowboy, and I'm obsessed. <laughs> I'm obs- I I love I love dogs. My sister's dogs. Uh, run to me they're my 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 new fan club and uh, my doggy so yeah i've uh, i've always i've always had dogs around from family time to uh to through my adult life i've always had dogs around so i guess the next question i could have said was who let the dogs out <laughs> who let the dogs out not me i would never let the dogs out i'll keep them protect i'll keep them protected <laughs> All right, so I have another fun question for you. So yeah, go ahead. Self-control. So what is one of your biggest pet peeves and how do you keep yourself centered and grounded? 
what is one of my biggest pet peeves? Uh, lateness. Uh, I, uh, I like to be early and keeping your commitments. If you promise to be somewhere or to be on uh, an interview or a call, whatever, I make sure that I take that seriously. So that would be my pet peeve would be people who don't, I guess. What was the other part of the question again? And how do you remain centered and grounded? Oh, um, I actually have, I do have my routines. I, um, my, my, I mean, think of, think, imagine uh, this singing stuff and songwriting only popped up in the last two and a half years, but I do have a very extensive career. I, uh, in media, I, uh, I publish four publications. I run two talk shows. I'm involved in community. I volunteer. I founded a not-for-profit community organization. I have another arm of the business. So in order to handle all of that, I got I to gotta stay grounded and centered and relaxed. So I, I do a lot of self-care. Um, my, my, if my day finishes at 8 o'clock or whatever, then it's usually bubble bath, soft music, a nice dinner. I love cooking. So that's usually... A, re- a release for me. I love getting in the kitchen, listening to some tunes and making some awesome food that I put up on social, on my social media and people seem to really enjoy the recipes. And uh, meditation is a very big thing for me. Some yoga, working out. Uh, and uh, I love films. I love relaxing with a, with a film or some, some TV late. Uh, but I also try to laugh. So a lot of my daily routine involves, uh, I make sure that I watch some comedy, uh, listen to some comedy, look at some comedy online. Uh, a, good, a good laugh for about half an hour a day um, helps me, it seems. I think that's amazing um, that you not only have that works for you, but that you're able to kind of rotate it around in, in pretty much what works for you that day. I, I know for myself, cooking, it's definitely something that I enjoy doing, but I think for me, baking is something I enjoy more than cooking because you have to be very precise. Uh, <laughs> and that's what I don't like. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> what I always say is I'm a, I'm, a fanta- I'm, a, I'm a cook because with cooking, I just go by the, with the flow. I, I, I bring out some ingredients. I add some spices. I'm very good at uh, tastes and smells and knowing what what flavors and what textures would go with each other but with with baking you have to be so precise otherwise everything screws up <laughs> and uh, and I, I i like things where i can like with cooking you can you know add a bit more water add a bit more flavor or whatever but with with uh, with baking so i i love i love desserts i just don't don't make them I feel you. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. So good for you. Good for you. I'm very, very impressed. I'm really impressed by people who can bake because that's, that's a science. It really is a science. Like it I, is. I started to teach myself oh, um, cool. how to good do it. And so like, there's some desserts like I can make really easily. I'm like, Oh, I got this. And then there's sometimes I like to explore and I'm like, let me add this to see how. <laughs> nice. I'm like, oh, that- what's, uh, what's your best, what's your best. Oh, let me see. So there's two things that I do make. I make a cake from scratch. So it's like almost like a vanilla flavor cake. Oh, stop. <laughs> that sounds so good. <laughs> good. And it's, it's a bun, bun cake. And then I make okay. my own buttercream frosting on top. 
Ooh, nice. So that's one thing that people love. But the aroma, the aroma of vanilla is is one that I totally love. So yeah, yeah, I love that as well. And then my second, yeah. I make yeah. a cookie. And so this one, it was many years ago. I was kind of just playing around, and then we had like this contest. Um, at work and everyone's like hey you make your favorite dessert and i was like i've never made this cookie before but i'm gonna try it and so this cookie has okay. butterscotch in it um it has coconut and pecans and it is so good and oh my god <laughs> that sounds delicious <laughs> so it it reminds you of like an almond joy but only just oh, so good nice yeah <laughs> cool 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 well nice nice to know that uh you're talented on that front <laughs> Cool. Well, I'll send you the recipes for the cookies. I'll send it to you so you can make it. Please. Yeah, I'll try. I'll try. I'll try anything. I know that I'm going to, well, as as long as all the measurements and everything is in there, maybe I won't screw it up too, too badly. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, well, as as for relaxing, I'm just going to like say to anybody listening, it's just, it, it, it is really whatever makes you happy. Um, I, when, when my friends, when my friends are having a, a bad day, it's like, you know what, just if there's a movie that, that uh, you pop in when you're down or a song that'll lift you up. You just have to make your own routine. We live, we live in a world that hammers us with too much responsibilities and news and media and social media and all like it's, it's, it gets to it be a, too much a bit. So you have to, you have to learn to disconnect and recharge. 100%. Yeah. So I have a fun question for you. Oh, yeah. We like fun questions. (laughs) This is really cool. So No Ordinary Love is the title, but what is your definition of the word love? And this is the fun part of it. If you... Are you using songs that I release? <laughs> I think I am. <laughs> okay, I'm just going, why are we going in order? So self-control was my first... Okay, before I started writing songs, I released um, a number of covers just to kind of test the waters and see how I am comfortable with uh, with getting into a studio. Self-Control was my first release. No Ordinary Love was one of my third release, I believe. Uh, 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 a take on Shade's Sh- uh, No Ordinary Love. But sorry, what was the question? What's my definition? Yeah, the first part was, what is your definition of the word love? Uh-huh. And then the second part is, if you had to choose any career outside of music to be a part of, what job would you be interested in pursuing? Okay, uh, the first one. Uh, I don't know. That's a really big question. What's my definition of love? I'm a huge romantic. I am a, a huge believer in love. I had my heart broken a couple of times, or more than a couple of times, but I pick up very quick, very easily and quickly after. I mean, after dealing with it and processing it, but uh, because I believe in love in in its total totality uh love of uh, love of a partner love of a family dog friends um i think it's an emotion that's very very important to us as as a species it's it's um um i mean i know we share it with a lot of animals in the world uh, 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 we we are born to to have sympathy and love for for things but i think because we are intelligent animals um we, we we really process it in our minds and souls and hearts and it's yeah I'd, honestly I'd, I don't know I don't know what to describe it except that is the most powerful emotion that you can that you can think of because it could it could make things better it could make your day better 
if you surrounded yourself with a, with a love emotion for things, you, um, you're probably a better person who's able to do more in, in, in life and in the world. Um, the other question, I don't know, uh, Gerald, I, uh, I'm doing what I want to do, which is, which is, I know is a very, very unique thing. And, um, I'm, I'm usually passionate about, uh, my, my daytime job, my, my, whatever. And, uh, usually passionate about the music. If I'm to do anything else other than those two, maybe psychology, <laughs> maybe, maybe be a therapist. That would be the only thing that sometimes I thought of, I thought about it. I'll, I like helping people and I think uh, listening to issues and trying to solve issues and helping guide them might be, might be something that I enjoy. I'm also enjoying teaching recently, not teaching, but I've been training a lot of team members and a lot of new members to the team. And I'm realizing that I really love uh, passing on knowledge. So that's, that's would be my answer. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> That's your final answer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I love that. I mean, and being a counselor myself, I know how rewarding it is to be able to assist people along their journey. I know it also can lead to a lot of people burning out or um, developing what's called like compassion fatigue because you, okay. you know, are dealing with a lot all at once. It also depends on what type of job you're doing and for how long you're doing it. I feel like that Fair that can relate even to music. I think there's some people when you think of it, if they started, I think of like Michael Jackson is probably one of the best examples, who is one of the best and most talented artists of all time. And just think about the pressure mm -hmm. he was under as a kid and how many years you're scrutinized. And, and, and of course, social media and things are a lot different today. But just imagine if you had Twitter and, and Snapchat and all of that back then. I don't know oh. if he would have made it as long in his career. Um, it is crazy. crazy. Yeah, I um, so um, I actually was thinking about that a couple of days ago. I was watching uh, the late, the Whitney Houston uh, biopic, and then I watched uh, 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 Madonna's old uh, Truth or Dare, and I think I watched the Billie Holiday movie. And I'm thinking, you know what? There's I'm lucky in the sense that I'm starting at a, at at a later bit in life after being established and knowing who I am. But to be uh, to start, you know, uh, in your in your young years or early twenties, whatever, when you're just discovering the world, I even can't imagine the kind of pressure of everybody pulling you in directions, whatever. So, um, I have a lot more respect for for those iconic artists uh, now, knowing um, the kind of. I mean, even in in my own little environment, it is it is a lot of pressure. You have to. You have to be good. You have to practice. You have to keep your voice in shape. There's there's a lot of restrictions put upon you, so so yeah, I I, I respect them a lot more now. One hundred percent. And I, like I said, I I wouldn't envy any of these artists and people, even from today and the ones twenty, thirty, forty years ago, because it's it's a grind. You really have to want this. It's a grind. That's a good word. And you have to. Yeah, especially especially when you when you're with like the big labels, whatever, you're, you're a money machine. So they put all the weight on you. You're supposed to always be on and you're supposed to, to support that machine, basically. As for therapy, uh, the therapy thing with, that you mentioned, I've always wondered about that. I, I've always liked it, but I always also wondered um, what happens to a therapist or a counselor after, you know, a while of hearing the problems. Does it, does it start to get into you, basically, kind of thing? 
So, I mean, I can speak for myself. I can't speak for every counselor. I mean, I've been doing it now for nine years and I, okay. I feel like I'm able to find time for myself. I think it's important for you to know, even when you work multiple jobs in this field, you can still be able to take those windows, those pockets of time. And I do it in between sessions. So like, if I know I'm getting overwhelmed, whether if it's someone asking me to do something or feeling the need to, to push me in a direction I'm uncomfortable, I think that's when you have to know when it's time to leave a job. Also, when it's time to stand your ground and say what you will and will not do. Um, I feel like a lot of times people who start in their field and they're just trying to gain experience, they're willing to do just about any type of job just to work. And I feel like for me, uh -huh. I've always been a person that will stand my ground and say, no, this is not okay. Or I, I want okay. to make sure. I take so boundaries, I think, I think it's important just to set probably boundaries for yourself and for people who need your services too. 100%. I feel like yeah. you, we have ethical codes and that we have to follow. We have a, it's called cool. a code of ethics um, that counselors, especially um, people who are licensed professional, either if it's an LPC or LCSW uh -huh. or LMFT, you know, we have uh -huh. so many different guidelines we have to abide by. By each state, we have different laws. And so, you know, for me, I'm licensed in multiple states. So I have to be aware of, you know, the changes and, it's like a lawyer. Lawyers have to always be on, yeah. you know, specifically for their clients, but just remind themselves that, you know, you don't want to get so caught into a case that you're losing sight of who you are as well. So I think it's about, you know, setting boundaries, being aware, being emotionally aware and psychologically aware. And then also knowing when it's time to, to let it go. If you feel like you're not capable because we're are not supposed to do harm to our clients. And if you know that you're not in the right state of mind, to do something or you are, you know, digressing yourself and you have to sometimes step away and be able to let people know. Very nice. Cool. Cool. As, as should be. I'm, I'm actually glad to hear that. Cool. I appreciate you asking that. I mean, I think a lot of people don't, don't yeah. think of that. They're like, Oh my God, that has to be a hard job. It's, it doesn't have to be hard. I feel like you, you can make it a lot harder if you're not taking care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You got to take care of yourself. I, I guess in any job, really. And more so, more so, more so when you're dealing with people's emotions. So yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. So speaking of emotions and things that we all <laughs> deal with, it kind of segues into another question I have for the year. Of course, 2019 going into, of course, the year 2020, we were all affected by COVID in different ways. Um, do you mind kind of sharing your experience with COVID-19, and then also, if you could use one word to describe? The year 2023 thus far what word would you use to describe 2023 okay uh i'm loving i'm loving your two-part questions <laughs> let me let me think about the first one uh, <clears throat> my experience with uh covid i don't i kind of i wrote a song kind of about it uh so that would be my experience um the my song i miss you mom was written during covid and it's about it was about um, the feelings that we were having of missing our moms or our families or really could be for anybody. But um, when we were in lockdown in in Toronto, um, uh, I, we had we, we we were all like in those bubble things, and we had a Mother's Day in the backyard at my sister's place, and everybody was sitting in their own corner. And mom is there and I could not get up and hug her because we were very strict about 
how we were trying to deal with it. Uh, so, uh, so that's basically uh, on the on the way home. That killed me. Not not having my mother sitting across from me and not being able to hug her. Uh, so I wrote a song um, that goes between. It's a hybrid of Arabic and English. And then I invited uh, a rap artist in the community here to add a rap section for it. Um, but it turned into a celebration about mums. But uh, you, um, the the monologue or the the ballad at the beginning of the song is basically about life has dealt us with something and stopped me from being able to hug you. Uh, I hope things will change back and I'll be able to go, you know, do things and go out with you, stuff like that. So, um, so that's, um, other than that, um, at the time I lost my dog and my, my best friend, my, his name was buddy. Uh, I lost him, uh, in February, uh, in March, I adopted cowboy and we went into lockdowns two weeks after. I don't know how I would have handled it if I was alone, still grieving. Uh, but so uh, uh, in a way, um, I managed to handle it because everything was shut down. Work was shut down. I'm in media. Uh, no, no work, no filming, no, no nothing. So um I spent a lot of time walking around, going on really long walks through parks and stuff like that, empty parks, basically, with my dog. And um, kind of somehow found a solace to the, to the whole experience. We were dealt with something that none of us imagined that it would happen and just kind of weird. But it just reminded us that we're not in control and we just got to, or at least that's what it reminded me. And I tried to make the best of my time. And that's, and luckily, that's when I started singing. So I, before that, I was very busy. So I would record like uh, silly videos, really silly of me singing like after midnight. Uh, and I would record videos and post them on Facebook or whatever. And then during COVID, when uh, a local producer approached me to Maybe we should do some, I, I like your voice. I like what you're doing. I don't understand Arabic, but you seem to mix Arabic and English. So uh, I want to work with you. And uh, because of COVID, in a way, uh, I had the time to do that. Now, then things opened up again. And now I have to do both because I don't want to go back on the music. And I, I now work is really, really busy. But yeah, that's uh, that's my experience with that. My 2023 um in what in what pers- in what um perspective uh, uh, uh am i looking at 2023 uh, in personal or for the world or what i mean it can be either but i can maybe answer like for myself the word that i would use for 2023 to represent thus far for myself is you know yeah. resilient and when i think of resiliency cuz 2022 was kind of a long year I had a lot of things going on and so I remind myself that you know I was able to bounce back from a lot of challenges and I was able to persevere and making it to the new year I just remind myself that I can be resilient I don't have to allow things to affect me I love that the way it used to yeah yeah very very cool actually resilience has been a word on my mind uh, over the last period because it just reminded me also because of COVID how resilient we are as a species and how innovative we are. For me, if I would describe 2023, then on a personal level, it's exciting. I've, I've got a, a, a fantastic, um, 
I made, I, I took steps and, and <clears throat> kind of proved myself with, with music and song and built a fan base. And now I just got a, I'm working on that album that you mentioned. And uh, yeah, it feels like an exciting year for me. It's things, things are coming back in media and in work. So hopeful, hopeful and exciting. I would describe 2023 for me. I love that. I mean, hope hope is definitely something we need to hold on to, if nothing else, for sure. I I love I, that's actually one of my favorite words. Um, uh, in um, I don't know if you know who, if of course you know who Harvey Milk is. Do you? I, I do. I know you're talking about. Okay, mm-hmm. the the movie that uh, Sean Penn did with uh, about his life uh, in uh, in San Francisco. He has one line. If one of his speeches give them hope, give them hope. And uh, it just it, when I when I hear that sentence, it just reminds me that we as a species can function without hope. If we take hope away, we have nothing to look forward to. So hope hope is is a, is a very powerful word. One hundred percent. And so speaking of hope and and having that resiliency and exciting things that are happening, uh, my last two questions I have for you. Um, the first part. If you can give our listeners um, any um, tidbits or things that you're doing, I know the album you're working on, but do you mind let, letting us know if there's anything you can kind of just give us behind the scenes um, that's going on that, that we can look forward to? And then the second part of that is how can our listeners find you online? Cool. Uh, so... <clears throat> Uh, tidbits, I guess what I can share is the album that you mentioned in, in, in the introduction. Um, back in June last year, there's been, there's been a lot of attacks on the LGBT community. There was COVID happening. There was me noticing a lot of hatred and racism and, and uh, negativity online and on social media. And for, for a, f- a bunch of weeks, I was bummed out because I'm usually active. I'm a solution kind of guy, but I just felt helpless. Like, have we gone so deep that we can't, we can't um, eradicate, erase this this uh, negativity that that sometimes exists in the world? And the the answer that came to me is, um, um, as an artist, what I'm able to do is maybe give you a moment of relief from all of that. So that's where the idea for a nine song, it's going to be nine songs, two cover songs uh, of uh, songs that I love, but um, nine, seven original songs that I'm writing. And it, they're basically going to be a, a connected story. Um, they're individual on their own genres and whatever, but together, hopefully they'll give you an uplift. They're going to be about collective and personal empowerment uh, they're going to be about remembering the little things in life and finding joys in these things, uh, of being inspired. Um, so, so, I, yeah, I think, I think so far what I wrote gives each song its, its uniqueness, its individuality, but hopefully somehow when you listen to them as an album, it's, it's meant to throw on this album. I don't want to, I don't want to, I do not want to reveal the title yet, but in the sense, in the title is basically throw throw on this album and it'll, it'll take care of making you feel better, kind of thing. <laughs> uh, so, so that's what I wanted to. My contribution to I asked myself 
if I am this, if this is the last musical work that I would do, and I hope not, because I'm really loving this journey. Uh, what what would I want to leave the world with? What body of work? And that's the answer that came to me. Um, and how do they? How do you find me online? Is that the second question? Yes, sir. How did they find you online? Cool. Okay. Um. Uh, it's. I don't know if they can see my name, probably, but Ilhashem, which is E-L-H-A-S-H-E-M. That's E-L-H-A-S-H-E-M. It's two words, but uh, together, Ilhashem Music. Ilhashem Music on Instagram, Ilhashem Music on YouTube, Ilhashem Music on TikTok, and Ilhashem Music on Facebook. I'm uh, I'm pretty much active on, on all of them. So, so yeah, if you connect with one, you'll, you'll start seeing all my different posts and recipes and dog photos and me doing impromptu song videos. Every time that I, that I'm listening to a song, I, I decide to cover it and, and record it to my, to the fans and the friends on, on social media. And they seem to enjoy the music. I guess that's what connects me and the fans that I have on my pages is, we all love life, music, songs, dogs, and food, and good food. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. But I'm I'm so excited, first of all, that you were able to be on the show, and I appreciate you giving your time to be here on Black Canvas and your life and your love. And, and just to My pleasure. You. You've got a good show, and you, you're uh, – by the way, this, is a, this was a very good interview. I, uh, I, uh, I, li- I, like, I like it when, when a host uh, – uh, brings interesting questions to kind of work with. So you did great. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> and let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. So I'm just excited for what's happening when the new album comes out. Just send me a DM, let me know so I can support and share it with others. And I'm here to support you. Thank you. That's very kind. I appreciate it. And everyone listening, thank you. If, uh, if you're just meeting me for the first time, uh, I really appreciate you t- uh, taking the time to listen. And if you're a fan, then I love you. And thank you for your support. It's been awesome journey. No problem. But El Hashem, I hope you have a great rest of your day. And we're going to talk soon, okay? Take care. All right, you too. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,